What's going on, you guys? Welcome back to the pod. I think we're on episode four now, which is uh, pretty impressive. So in today's episode, I wanted to talk a little bit more about a topic that I have conversations with friends about a lot because I, I do consider myself to be an expert in the art of getting good sleep. And Because it's so important, I thought I would share some of my learnings through practical experience with you guys. So this might be a shorter than usual episode. It's already 10.05 p.m. And somewhat ironically, I'm making this episode while sacrificing a little bit of sleep to do so. But I'm doing it because... It just came to mind, and I thought that it could provide you guys a little bit of value. So, I guess first things first. Getting good sleep is an absolute game changer in a number of ways. And, you know, one of the things that I really don't want to do on this podcast is try to go into a lane that I'm just not interested in and something that does not interest me at all is providing scientific backing and data. So, you know, for anybody who's a fact checker out there, I appreciate, and maybe one day I'll actually have a producer who will do this, but I appreciate anyone, you know, looking up what I'm saying and letting me know if my facts or just opinions, or if they're just incorrect. Um, But I do try to speak the truth as much as I possibly can. And this is not medical advice, nor is it, you know, objective. It's just what works for me, which is such a fucking cop out. But anyway, sleep is a game changer. We all know how we feel if we get a really good night of sleep. And when we wake up the next morning, And we roll out of bed like a cartoon character and there's like birds chirping outside and we approach the window like Snow White and birds are literally singing for us. We attribute it to getting a really good night of sleep. Unless you just had sex for the first time in a really long time. That also happens. And you'll notice like as a guy, if you have sex for the first time in like months, that other guys on the street will high five you for no reason. <laughs> Sorry. That was uh that was a little silly. But anyway. When we get good sleep, it's just extremely beneficial for our bodies to reset and you know you guys know this, but obviously it can do a lot for us. It helps with decision making, weight loss, hormone balance. Um you know, just general cog- cognitive ability, focus. I mean, the list goes on. 
And I often hear really intelligent people tell me that they can't manage to get enough sleep. And I think it's not because people don't know what to do. I think a lot of people know exactly what it would take to get better sleep. I just don't think that they do it. And they probably don't do it for a number of reasons. Um, The two reasons that come to mind, if I'm just assuming, the first reason would be that it's not sexy. It's not like a secret. You know, people are always looking for a secret. And I, I was definitely one of those people. You know, it's like you have a conversation with someone who's extremely successful or really good at something. And, you know, you're just waiting for them to tell you how they really did it. You're like, look, look, I'm not one of them scrubs. You don't got to lie to me, man. You know, I won't tell. You just tell me the secret. It's between us. And they lean in real close. And they're like, yo, you really want the secret though? I'll tell you the secret. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Not. Um, okay, actually really quick. <laughs> Sorry. I, I want to get to the topic of this conversation, but I need to share a dream that I had last night. So I was at a party and there were like four other, maybe three or four other dudes. And we were like hanging out in a group sitting on like, you know, those poolside lounge chairs that recline all the way back. It was really sunny out and we were under like a cabana kind of thing. Cabana, cabana. And it was a special event. It was a special party because who was invited for no reason that I can determine my brain invited Jeff Bezos as the special guest of this party. And it turned out that me and the other three or four gentlemen were all entitled to ask Jeff Bezos a question. So like we were all given that privilege. And I remember the first couple guys asked their question and then they kind of like hung around, but they weren't allowed to ask any other question. And I wanted to be really methodical about the question that I asked. So I waited until the end, which is actually something that I would probably do in real life, but that might be a sales tactic, like a networking tactic. It's like when you uh, tour an apartment and then you're the last one there and you kind of like position yourself to be that way. And then you pull the real estate broker aside and you're like, look, look, those, that couple, I got a bad feeling about them. They don't smell too good. So if you uh, want somebody that you can actually trust, you know, I give you 90 bucks. I don't know. Oh, okay. I remember where I was going with this. It's, I mean, as you can see, this is, uh, this is my brain needing some sleep. But anyway, I stayed after and eventually Mr. Bezos said to me, look, 
do you have a question? Are you going to ask it? And I was like, I'm, you know, I'm still working on it. I was all confident. I'm still, I'm, you know, I'm trying to think this one through. He's like, all right, well, look, I got to get out of here. I got to go to another thing. You're more than welcome to come along. But yeah, I just can't stay here anymore. So I ended up going with him to this other place. It was pretty much, it just looked like the same party, just like a different area. And, you know, he, he and I are like standing near each other and I turned to him and I go, can I tell you something? And he's like, yeah. I was like, you're the only, you're like, you're the, you're the person, the only person that has the level of respect that I desire in this world. And then I stick my hand out to shake his hand and he shakes it like automatically as a response, but then looks at me in disgust as he's shaking my hand. And then he looks down at his hand and pulls it away and goes, you don't do that. That's how you get sick. And then kind of just was like distant <laughs> with me because I, because I touched him. Yeah. It's kind of like Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory. Now that I think about it, like the theme of that dream, I think I was hoping that he would take me under his wing or give me one of his factories, but that didn't happen. I just touched him and then kind of set him off. Oh, okay. So let's go back to the topic of sleep. A lot of my friends are really smart. I have a friend that's a lawyer and he was asking me how he can sleep better. And since I'm the foremost authority on the subject of sleep, I tried to coach him to try to help understand what he was doing and how he could improve his routine to get better sleep. I asked him as the first question, like, what do you think is the reason that you're not getting enough sleep? And he said, it's because I stay up too late. I was like, well, that's very valid. Why do you think you stay up so late? He's like, because when I get off work, I tend to go back to the computer to answer emails. So, you know, he's got the screen in front of his eyes. And then he'll watch Netflix. That'll be like one of the last things that he does before he goes to bed, if not the last thing. I was like, okay, what about, you know, like, how do you wake up in the morning? Like, do you have an alarm? And he was like, yeah. I was like, okay, where is your alarm? Next to me. Okay, so it's your phone or is it an alarm clock? He's like, it's my phone. Okay. And it's directly next to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like you just roll over and then you hit the alarm and that's it. He's like, yeah. Like, okay. I mean, look, just to be completely, <laughs> it's obvious, right? Like anyone listening to this, it's obvious as hell. But the problem is like a lot of us, we do things habitually and then we, we kind of, we fall into the habit in such a strong way, such a deep groove that we kind of say like, okay, that's probably it, but like, what else can I do? Because I'm not going to give up this habit. So here are some things that you can, 
think about for yourself if you're having trouble sleeping. And, you know, just ask your, I'm going to ask you the questions and you answer them honestly to yourself. And it's okay, whatever the answer is, like, again, I mean, this is not about morality. This is just about, like, optimizing your life. So if it's something you want to do, then consider it. And if it's not something you want to do, maybe you'll learn something. And, you know, if you're still listening, even though you don't want to learn anything about this, I really appreciate that because, you know, that's like, that's what my mom would do. So thank you. That's really kind and it makes me feel like you unconditionally love me. Okay, so let's talk about it. The first thing is people often talk about the morning routine and I'm a huge fan of it. I've already like laid out my morning routine and I'm happy to go in more depth in future episodes. But not a lot of people talk about their, you know, wind down routine, which is equally, if not more important, because it dictates how much sleep you're going to get. So let me just walk you through my, like my night routine. And it's important to keep in mind that I've had to make some changes to it uh, as a result of like, you know, my, my other projects. So I'll walk you through my old version, the quick, the, you know, the, the quick and dirty, and then I'll walk you through my adjusted version, the quick and dirty, okay? The old version was that I would um, brush my teeth around nine o'clock. I would get into bed, like right after brushing my teeth, you know, 9.15, I'd lay there with my book. I would read until I got really drowsy. And then, and this is where you guys are going to judge me. Then I would wash my hands and then I would go to sleep. I don't, I don't like going to bed with dirty hands. Um, and <laughs> that sounds like the starter guide for like adult virgin and I'm not a virgin. I'm just fucking cool. So yeah, I would climb into bed, read until my eyes got really tired because when you're not staring at a screen, if you have to like sustain focus for a long time, your body is going to unwind and relax. It's just like ingrained into us. And I, I think especially when we have to use our brain to learn something right before we go to bed, it just winds us down. Okay. Once I got back into bed from washing my hands, this is a fucking pro tip. So you better be listening because this actually is kind of a secret. I've never heard anyone give this tip before. Think about how you started your day and try to walk yourself through your entire day from start to finish. So like, I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to simulate this with you so that you have an idea of how to do this. It's like a guided meditation. All right. All right. So you just got into bed, pulling, pulling them covers up right up to your chin, stretching out a little bit, mm, fucking getting tired. And then my eyes are closed by the way. So I actually might fall asleep. So then you just think about how you started your day. So I wake up at six in the morning. And so I would think about like getting up at the morning, uh, in the morning, this morning I turned off my alarm, I filled up my 
my water bottle. I did the dishes before I drank the water. Once the dishwasher was running, I put the water bottle on my desk and I filled up my glass. And then I went through my brain download, my affirmations, all the other to-do list stuff. Finished the, you know, uh, one liter of water. Uh, When I was done meditating, I took my dog out for a quick walk, came back. Um, I had to go to the doctor this morning, so I took a quick shower. And then I started writing on my computer. And then I left for the doctor at 8.30. And then I went to the doctor and I waited in there. And you know, like, I'm not going to go through the entire thing because I actually almost just fell asleep. That was boring as fuck. (laughs) But that's the point. Like, boredom is such a good motivator for going to sleep. And if you just, like, think about your day, on one hand, it's like a story. So your brain likes stories. But on the other hand, it's like something that you already did today. And unless, like, some crazy cool thing happened. Like you shook Jeff Bezos hand. Um, chances are like, you're not going to make it past, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning or like, you know, a couple hours, three hours, four hours after you wake up and you'll just be fucking knocked out. And that's just how it goes. So that's a pro tip. That is actually a secret that I have never, that I've never heard anyone say before. So you got it. All right. Now that's like my old routine of falling asleep. I would read and then I would be asleep by 10 o'clock up by six o'clock. Oh, when you start a new side project, the time that you have after work is no longer leisure time. It becomes work time, but fun work but work time nevertheless. And that means that when it's 10 o'clock at night, that's not bedtime anymore. That's suggested bedtime, but real bedtime is whenever you go to bed. So now what I do is I get into bed sometime around 10.30, 10.40, maybe 11 o'clock. But I still read because, yo, if you're in your 20s or 30s or beyond and you're not reading often, holy fuck, you are missing out on so much opportunity to grow as a human being. And people talk about reading all the time. Um, And, you know, if you're not a reader and you hear people talking about reading, I would imagine that it's like a similar feeling to hearing people talk about swimming. If you're not a swimmer, you're like, oh my God, get off your fucking horse, Philip. I don't want to hear about another book. I hope the next time that you read, you get a paper cut on your fucking eyeball. But reading is one of those things that like, it sounds mundane and it's not sexy, but it is, it is a fucking secret. It's not a secret, obviously, but I mean, definitely not like my sleep tip that I gave you, but it's definitely like 
a game changer on a level that I can't even describe to you. And I'll have another episode soon where I'll talk about reading just specifically and the benefits that it's, that it's had for me. I'm actually going to write that down. It's a good ass idea, Macklin. <laughs> I'm actually writing this down. Now, now you guys know how my manager feels when I'm in the middle of a meeting with him. And uh, he'll say something and I'll be like, I, I got to write that down. And then I'll just be silent for like 25 seconds as I write it down. I'm like huffing. I'm like, oh. <sighs> anyway. So yeah, I actually did write it down. You can hear that. Okay. So let's go back to that. Um, one day I'll have that episode. Who knows? So I still read and then I try to get to sleep at like 1130, sometimes 12. And then I sleep for six hours. And, you know, I'm, I used to be very superstitious about my sleep. And I used to, you know, have very fixed firm rules and say like, if I don't get, I like put this onto myself. I would say like, if I don't get X number of hours of sleep tonight, it's going to be a bad day tomorrow. And I've even had like fights with ex-girlfriends in the past. And by the way, let me just like give a quick shout out. If you're one of my ex-girlfriends and you're listening to this, let me just say I've 100% grown since our last relationship. <laughs> since our last relationship. <laughs> I don't know how many relationships we had, but I've definitely grown since our relationship ended. And I want you to know that I don't regret being in a relationship with anyone. So I'm sure that sounds super flattering if you're one of my ex-girlfriends. But the, the point is, thank you for teaching me the lessons that you've taught me. And I wish you the best of luck going forward. You're a great person. And that's why I was with you. And I don't regret it. Okay. Back to the scheduled programming. I don't know how the fuck I just got to that line of thinking, but I need to take a step back <laughs> because I need to get back on topic. All right. So I was just talking about how, yeah, like I used to have these um, sleep superstitions and then like I would kind of force those superstitions onto my, you know, girlfriends at the time. And if I ever got woken up in the middle of the night, I would be like super upset. Let me give a really good story, actually. Um, there was a girl that I met in Munich on Tinder. I met her, I think I was in Berlin and she was in Munich and I just had like my search settings really far. Or she was in Berlin visiting one weekend and like maybe, I don't, I don't remember but it was during the, the pandemic and I just moved to Berlin. Okay. So, um, we match, we talk a little bit and then, you know, she seems really nice. We seem to have like some common interests, really bizarre, but like one of them is that we both like country music. And before you judge me, I actually like a lot of music. So you might be like, yeah, but do you like this? And then, you know, there's like a 90% chance I would say, yeah, I fucking love that. So before you judge me, why don't you Check my Spotify wrapped. Anyway, um, we chatted for, I don't know, let's call it two weeks. And then it fizzled out because she was in Munich and I was in Berlin and you couldn't really travel between those two places very easily. Well, I, we rekindled um, our conversation at some point in 2021. 
yeah, so it was one year later, and I told her I was going to be in Munich, and she was like, okay, well, if you're going to be in Munich, we should definitely meet up, and I was like, yeah, that sounds great, so we went out for dinner, it was very pleasant, and I ended up staying in Munich for like five or six days, like, I extended my stay because I really enjoyed hanging out with her, and as I was leaving, finally, um, I told her, like, you know, via text, you know, I had a really good time, blah, 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 and, like, I don't know where I'm going to go. I'm planning on, like, taking a trip somewhere, and I, I forget where I had suggested. I, I wasn't inviting her. I was just, like, giving her, you know, an update on my life, <laughs> and she was like, I'm actually going to Sicily in two weeks. You should come with me, and my family on my mom's side my mom's mom and my mom's dad are Sicilian, of Sicilian um, heritage. And so I'm half, I'm half Sicilian on my mom's side. So I was like, so this is the, op- in my mind, this is the opportunity to go back to where my mom's side of the family came from. That's pretty cool. And it'll be like such a cool experience, you know, because it's impulsive and she's really nice and whatever. So I get to Sicily and um, I'm in the Airbnb for like, I think one night and then she arrives. And, you know, the first, the first couple of days were very pleasant. And it was like, you know, steamy. (laughs) I don't want to go into NSFW details in case you're actually listening to this at your office. Um. But yeah, I mean, it was, let's just say very pleasant. It was really nice. And I was still working. Um, I hadn't taken the time off formally. So it was like, it was a pretty um, strict schedule. It was like, I would wake up at six o'clock in the morning. I would um, go through my tasks for the day just to kind of like plan them out and like look at my calendar and then get ready, take a shower, and then we would grab breakfast together somewhere. And then I'd come back, and I'd work until lunch, then we'd grab lunch somewhere, or we'd eat at that place. And I think we had the Airbnb for, I could look it up here, I think we had it for two, um, for one week maybe. And yeah, um, the first, as I mentioned, the first couple days were very nice. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking at the Airbnb. Yeah, it was July 2021. Uh, it was for six days. And so we... <laughs> I would say, so we got there on, on Monday. Uh, I got there on Monday. She arrived on Tuesday. I would say by Thursday, I just felt like it was a little bit much. We were sleeping in the same bed. We were having conversations. Um, Her English wasn't amazing. So she's Italian, living in Germany. And I don't know. I don't want to shit talk anybody because, you know, it's like 2023 and people can easily listen to this and she's a good person. So there's no point in saying anything mean about her, but I'll just say that we didn't vibe or I wasn't vibing. And 
and actually got to a point where I was just like, after work, just drinking so much because I was just like trying to make the time pass. And yeah, it was just like pretty miserable. (laughs) And one night she asked me if I wanted to go out with her and her friends. And I really did not. So I was like, yeah, sorry, I would, but you know, I just can't, <laughs> I don't feel feel like it. She's like, okay, that's fine. That's okay. And I was like, yeah, I just have to like get up early tomorrow and you have work. She was like, yeah, no, I get it. So I had to sleep around 10 o'clock. She gets back around one o'clock. <laughs> she walks into the room and she like walks to her side of the bed and she starts like ruffling the um, mattress topper, not the mattress topper, the uh, duvet cover. And then she starts like making the bed while I'm in it. Like she's like taking the blanket and like moving it and shit, you know, like trying to like get it all like straightened out across the bed. And she wakes me up and I look over at her I'm like, what are you doing? I'll kill you. (laughs) But you have to imagine, like, from my perspective, I'm just woken up in the middle of the night. There's, like, a heavy gust going through the sheets and the duvet cover as she's, like, literally, like, fucking making the bed like it's nine in the morning. I'm super cranky when I... I used to be super cranky when I would get woken up in the middle of the night. Because I was like holding so tightly on to this notion that if I didn't get enough sleep, I wasn't going to have a good day. And so like I really saw that act of like being woken up as like sabotage. And it was very much a scarcity mindset. Um, but yeah, I was like, I'll kill you. But I, I, I didn't like, per, you know, I didn't get out of the bed or anything. I just like went back to sleep. It was just like, I just remember <laughs> saying that. Um, anyway. I didn't engage in any other conversation that night. I just went back to sleep. The next day, I go into the kitchen. It's like six o'clock in the morning. I'm making my coffee and I'm working. And then like, you know, a couple hours go by. It's like eight o'clock and she like walks into the kitchen and she's like super quiet. And I'm like, hey. And she's like, hi. I'm like, I just want to apologize for last night. She's like, you told me that you were going to kill me. I was like, yeah, I did, (laughs) but I'm sorry. And uh, I think it was fine after that. I mean, like it was that specific, you know, death threat that I made in the middle of the night was forgiven, all was forgiven. Um, But that the rest of the trip was kind of like, it just got worse and worse. Like I actually just found myself being like, like just drinking eight beers, nine beers, 10 beers in a night just to kind of like tolerate. That sounds so mean. But yeah, I mean, when you don't vibe with someone, you really, it's difficult, right? Like it's hard to force something that's not there. Uh, so yeah, I'll tell you the rest of that story another day. Um, once I get sponsorship deals. Okay, so. Let's take it back. 
sleep super um sleep superstitions are really dangerous to getting good sleep because you just put a lot of your pressure uh, a lot of pressure on yourself to get better sleep and that is a really easy way to ensure that sleep becomes something stressful as opposed to just something that you do and you unwind another thing is that when you when you commit like when you how do you put this when you perform certain activities in certain parts of your house or your apartment you program your brain like what it should you program it to anticipate how it should behave in the environment so you're basically like tying a behavior to a specific part of your apartment and when you go to that part of your apartment it triggers a response and a good example of this is your kitchen when you go to your kitchen you know your brain is thinking okay i'm now in the area that has all the food and maybe you tend to snack more if you work from your kitchen rather than working from your living room that's just one example but a really relevant example would be your bed and i know a lot of people that use their phones in their bedroom and i'm telling you right now if you want a really good way to stop using uh, to stop um man i need to get some sleep soon if you want a really effective way to get better sleep at night take your phone and never ever bring it back to your bedroom don't leave your phone alarm next to your bed leave it in the living room it's twofold so the first thing is like your bed is really for sleeping reading books and having sex I really don't think that there's another reason that you should be on your bed. It's not like the place to read letters. It's not a place to drink your coffee. Imagine how fucking confusing that would be for your brain if your bed was the place that you drank coffee and the place that you went to sleep. It's like it cancels itself out. So just keep that in mind. Your brain doesn't know any better. It only knows what you tell it and how you signal it. Okay. So now that we've established some key rules, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I recommended to him. I really think that's it. I mean, if you take a shower before you go to bed, that's quite nice actually. It's quite relaxing, washing your sheets, making your bed, you know, fluffing your pillows. Those are all nice things that will make you feel better as you're going to bed. Um, Get off your phone an hour before you go to sleep. So something that I have been struggling with personally is getting off my phone because, you know, some of some elements of this side project involve checking email later at night and updating certain things and um it's just really important that you create a distinction between like awake you and going to sleep you because awake you can do whatever awake you wants to do but 
awake you takes a little while before he becomes or she becomes go to sleep you. It's usually like 45 minutes, an hour maybe. So that's why you want to like walk away from your devices. If you're going to try to plan on falling asleep at 11.30, walk away at 10 or 10.30. But seriously, walk away. Take your phone, set your alarm, put your phone on the table outside of your bedroom or on the floor outside of your bedroom, just somewhere like far enough where you actually have to get out of your bed, preferably in a, in a hurry, because if you don't get up fast enough, you're going to wake up other people, whether it's your neighbors or your extremely hot girlfriend who's then going to complain that she didn't get her beauty sleep. That sounded kind of sexist. Oh my God, I'm going to get fucking canceled. Uh, if you have an extremely hot boyfriend who also needs their beauty sleep, you just don't want to wake other people up. It's really inconsiderate. That's actually my, my real feeling on the matter, jokes aside. And so put it somewhere far away. You'll jump out of bed. Your heart will be racing in the morning. You'll find your phone. You'll turn off the alarm. And if you want to go to sleep after that, set your alarm again on your phone and try to go back to sleep. I fucking dare you. Because more often than not, it's actually very difficult for most people to go back to sleep after they've just jumped out of their bed. Yeah. Okay. I think that pretty much wraps up the sleep episode so far. You know, this is going to be a podcast that goes on until who knows when. But, I mean, sorry, I don't mean that like today. I just mean like, you know, who knows, this could be a podcast that lasts 80 years. So I don't want to give up all my secrets on episode four. That would be poor taste in my mind. All right, let's recap just so that we're on the same page. So tonight, you're going to try to go to sleep. If you really uh, want to improve it, you're going to do a few things. The first thing that you're going to do is you're going to make your bed this morning. (laughs) Okay, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Let's try that again. Chronologically, so let's imagine that it's like 2 p.m. and you're listening to this right now. Make sure that your bed is made, okay? Because it feels very nice to to get into a med med bed. Into a made bed. It feels amazing. The second thing that you want to do, if you have your phone in your bedroom right now, take it out of your bedroom and put it on a table or on the floor outside your door. Somewhere that you'll still hear it, but you need to get up out of your bed to turn the alarm off. If you use your computer in your bed normally, stop doing that shit. If you drink coffee in your bed, don't be a fucking sociopath. That is like literally sociopathic behavior. Um, what else? I mean, if, if you have a partner, it's really important to have a conversation about like bedtime and stuff. It doesn't have to be rigid, but you guys should at least be on the same page. If it's still early enough in the day, you know, look around your place and see if there's a book that you want to read that you haven't really like gotten around to reading recently. Some of the topics that I enjoy before I go to bed 
are personal development, business, biographies, sometimes fiction, but fiction's a little bit tough because once your brain goes into that in-between state where you start to almost like hallucinate, like you're dreaming, but you're still reading what's on the page, I just find that fiction, it just becomes frustrating because, you know, I think so much of fiction is paying attention to the details and really like trying to be immersed. Um, so yeah, nonfiction is usually my go-to before I go to bed by. Yep, and then, you know, just make sure you have a book there. And then tonight, decide when you're going to wake up tomorrow. Plan for, you know, seven, eight hours of sleep. Personally, I've been getting six, but I, I really think the reason that I feel okay after getting six hours of sleep even though I've been doing it consistently now for over a week, is that the food that I'm putting into my body is like really, it's agreeing with my stomach and it's agreeing with my, like my nutritional needs. I've also been eating a lot more fruit and just like veggies in general. So that always helps. And I drink a lot of water, which I'm about to start doing. One sec. So yeah, those are just some really easy things that you could do to improve your sleep. And I recommend just getting as much sleep as you need. Everyone knows how much sleep they need, or at least like ideally how much sleep makes them feel super good. You know, some people they're like, I need exactly eight hours. Some people need nine hours. Some people like me need seven hours and 19 minutes, ideally. But it's up to you to decide that. Alrighty. Well, I hope that this has been helpful for you. It is now 1046. I'm going to turn this microphone off. I'm going to climb into my bed. And uh, I'm going to read some, some of my book. And then I'm going to think, oh yeah. And then I'm going to think about what I did today. Because that is some boring fucking shit. If you think about what you did, I mean, I, I go to sleep sometimes, like like for real, like I go to sleep and I'm like actually so happy, so giddy because I'm like grateful to be alive very often. And I'll just be like, whoa, yeah, let's fucking go. And then that makes it kind of tough to go to sleep. But then I'll just like think about what I did today and I'll be like, like step by step as I showed you before. And I'll be asleep in like five minutes, 10 minutes. Oh, God. See? Look at that. Ready to go to sleep. And I just had, you guys are not going to believe this shit. I can drink coffee right before I go to bed. And uh, I just finished two shots of espresso. I have another two shots of espresso staring at me. Sometimes I make two cups of coffee because I'm afraid of what will happen. If I run out of one cup of coffee, I'll have to get up. That's such a scarcity mindset. I need to fix that. That's something that I could definitely work on. Because now I just have this like cold ass cup of coffee. I'll just like throw it in the microwave tomorrow. Anyway, I hope that this was helpful. And, you know, I really have been thinking more about like what value I can give to people. Because I think like entertaining people is great. And it's essential. I think 
you know, being entertaining is like probably one of the best traits that somebody can have. But, you know, I believe that I have like a lot to contribute in terms of my experiences and my knowledge and my interests. And if there's just one person out there, I don't care if my, if the only person that benefits from this show is 87 years old and has dementia and like doesn't even know who I am, just randomly found this podcast and is like listening and very confused, then I feel like I've changed the world. And you're welcome, Harold. Alrighty, guys. You enjoy your night, sleep well, and uh, think about your born-ass morning, and you'll be asleep in no time. Peace. Peace.